Welcome to Mystic Musings with Toby Hewitt. I'm Toby Hewitt, and I'm your guide through time and space and all points in between. Mystic Musings will give you insight into who you are, why you are here, how to live an authentic life, and where you fit into the universe around you. Join me on this path of mystical exploration. Welcome to episode 22 of Mystic Musings with Toby Hewitt. This week, we will look at the divine feminine versus masculine energies and principles as we continue our mystic journey. Well, this is not exactly what I had planned to discuss today, but then it's not just me putting these together, uh, these episodes together, it's also the spirits who are guiding this adventure. I thought I would be discussing the various gods and goddesses of different religions around the world and some of their attributes, but I think it is becoming more than that. Let's see. The first thing to be aware of is the difference between mono and polytheistic beliefs, i.e. those that believe in one god and those that believe in many. To quote from Wikipedia, which I do think is a source of information and, and, and quality information at that, if you're careful, uh, quote, no one has a list of the 330 million goddesses and gods in Hinduism, but scholars state all deities are typically viewed in Hinduism as emanations or manifestations of, gender, of a genderless principle called Brahman representing the many facets of ultimate reality. Now, I, I think that is an extraordinarily concise and precise description um, of the general workings of the energies that we recognize as gods and goddesses. In other words, people attribute qualities to these, these beings, these gods and goddesses, that are reflections of the largest ultimate entity, um, i.e. the one who created everything. And in my belief set, I call this being the creative spirit because it creates and it is a spirit. So I, I, re I rarely think of this being as masculine or feminine, um, although to be honest, when I think about it, I suppose I give a little more feminine aspect to it as a creative spirit. Um, let's see. In monotheistic religions, there is one God, and in the Judeo-Christian Muslim world, that one God has male attributes. I am aware that this God is often considered both a loving entity and a punishing God who requires certain behaviors in order to stay in his good graces and to eventually enter a place called heaven. To a large extent, the creation of this one male God occurred after the creation of the Adam and Eve story, wherein Eve got them kicked out of Eden because she became aware of herself, of her own being. Now, of course, Eve got blamed and Adam got power. And in the cultures that believe this scenario, men have acquired more and more and more power over the earth and over women. <clears throat> excuse me, before this myth, the feminine and masculine energies worked in harmony and peace. 
Now, few people know, at least I, I don't think a lot of people know, that there was a feminine deity in the beginning too, at least in this as we're trying to codify, as we're trying to understand the energies that are swirling around our earth and the universe and the plane, and we're trying to name things, there was a concept of a feminine entity, a feminine deity. Um, if we are going to keep this mythology intact, we, we need to have, we need to be aware of this. It's known as the Shekinah, I'll say that again, Shekinah glory. And this feminine energy manifests on this plane as a golden shimmering light. The energy exists and was given the concept of feminine and still exists, but it has been sublimated to the masculine God. In other words, the energy existed, and then in order to explain it, we, or our, our ancestors, gave it a, a feminine name. It gave them a, fem, a feeling that this was a feminine energy, um, which is interesting because I do see that there's a difference between those two energies, masculine and feminine. But the feminine energy, they noticed that it was that energy that was was coming up here, and and that they were noticing, and and so and they they named it the Shekinah. It wasn't like it just said, "Bye, hi, how you doing? I'm Shekinah." It doesn't work that way. When I was a small child, I witnessed the Shekinah glory in my backyard. But it was many many years later that I found out what the energy was. I was very surprised that I had been fortunate enough to have had the experience. And I was very pleased to find out that others had experienced this as well. And it was this beautiful, beautiful um, golden shimmering light um, that just blanketed everything around me. And um, it was quite remarkable. Uh, of course, there are still feminine energy goddesses, including Mary, uh, Jesus' mother, though it may be hard to find people who recognize that asking for intercessions, recognizing that the spirit energy is able to help them in a kinder, gentler manner than the dominant masculine God energy. Um, I didn't even think about Mary being um, a sort of a, a female, you know, a female goddess, a goddess that, um, that was doing those things until I, I sort of compared her to Kuan Yin, uh, which is an Asian um, recognized goddess. And, and both Mary and Kuan Yin represent the energies of, of compassion and creativity and kindness and love. And so um, it's an energy that we're recognized and then we have to go and try to name it because we're, we're on this plane and everything has to have a name and ha everything has to be codified and, and put into um, some sense of dogma. So I, I, to go on with that idea, we seek an explanation of who and what we are, and we we look externally, otherwise known as exoterically, for an answer when really by looking inside of us, i.e. esoterically, we can find that divine spark that by recognizing it, we can recognize our connection to the source of our being. By recognizing our connection to this source and through it to each other, other, we can move away from the often divisive created deities that serve to separate us. We create deities who we tout as the deity, and then we fight wars over whose deity is the best deity. Um, some gods are kind and some are warlike. Some create and some destroy. These are reflections of us when we're trying to explain all the things in the earth and all the things in the universe and all the things about us. 
we are we are putting on this deity our own attributes, the attributes that we recognize. We are the ones who imbue these beings with their characteristics in a way to explain our human impulses. We do not reflect them. They are created in our image, not the other way around. Uh, to go on, deities are created by societies to explain our existence in the world around us. As I said, the energies of the divine feminine and masculine reflect all of our energies and emotions. Beyond and encompassing these concepts is the creative spirit who created everything. I believe we are not here by coincidence, but rather that we are expressions of this genderless, compassionate being. We are part of a large cosmic experience, the full nature of which is difficult to grasp, but which is nonetheless that concept that hovers at the edges of our beings. The divine spark lives in each of us. It is our spirit, which by its very nature is part of the creative spirit because that creative spirit created everything. I am, as I worked on these notes, and, and I worked on them for the whole week, uh, as in, for the notes for this podcast, <clears throat> pleasantly shocked to hear the announcement that hashtag MeToo uh, silence breakers are the person, the time person of the year. It speaks of the energies that have been created that moving away from the feminine deity so long ago, a society where women has been treated less than equally or respectfully, that this is what we have come to um, in this society. And I think in major pockets, major parts, not pockets, in major portions of the world. It is time to protect and encourage the feminine energies to come forth and help to heal our society and the world. The feminine is not just silence breakers. They need to also be the peacemakers. By tapping into the feminine energy, we will begin to heal and create a better society for everyone. It remains my hope that through One Sky philosophy, we are able to promote the idea that we are all one under one sky. The exercise for this week. Hmm. Well, I would urge everyone in this time of turmoil brought on by external events to sit quietly and thoughtfully and taking your notebooks, write down your thoughts and feelings of what is transpiring and how you can serve to be an instrument of peace and healing. Each of us needs to become part of the solution. Now, next week, please join me for episode 23, when we will look at what it means to be a mystic and a writer as we continue our mystic journey. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystic Musings. Please join me every week to continue our exploration of all things mystical that can help you have a more practical and magical life. Please visit my website, tobyhewitt.com, for more information and to read my blog postings. And join me also at pathwaystomindfulness.org to learn how you can schedule a presentation. I am available for mindfulness training, demonstrations of psychic abilities, and individual readings. I also have a number of books on mystical topics on Amazon.com. I look forward to hearing from you and answering your questions. Please contact me through tobyhewitt.com.